Monday edition of the Tigers Avenue show. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we've got some weekend uh, games to recap, some things to discuss. Tyler Townsend, he's already in here. TT, Zach, he's already in here. The earliest, the earliest. What's up, Tyler? Appreciate you joining in. Zach, we got a big weekend of baseball to recap uh, and to discuss. Uh, we want to. I really want to, Zach, kind of dive into your thoughts on pitching and lineup and what you think is the best and what you would like to see maybe Jay Johnson try out and things like that. Sure. Uh, Mario Collada, what up? What up? Welcome in, Mario. Uh, and then, of course, we have to discuss uh, hoops as well because the Tigers did some awesome things on the hardwood. Uh, this weekend and tonight the lady tigers got it done as well so we will recap all of those victories and i will once again reiterate how all these fans have been wrong about matt mcmahon and how they're finally starting to see that come to fruition but i digress we'll talk about that later <laughs> um I really do think Matt McMahon will be the real deal. Anyways, but uh, big baseball weekend, Zach. Obviously, the Tigers had four games uh, starting Friday. They played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and today as well. Um, man, I got to be honest, Zach. I really liked what I saw from the weekend as a whole because uh, you saw adversity. You saw dominance. You saw talent. You saw flashes of greatness. And this weekend, after watching LSU play and then seeing what else transpired in the SEC, I, <laughs> of course, it's the first weekend of, of baseball, so you can't make quick judgments. Take it with a grain of salt. You take it with a grain of salt, absolutely. But you like where you're at. You really do. Yeah. We knew this team was talented and deep with arms. And uh, in terms of the field, we, we picked up a few transfers with Mac Bingham and Michael Braswell and then the other returners that were going to be – and freshmen that were going to be new guy – or, or uh, excuse me, immediate impact players to fill in the, the losses from last year. And I think we saw all of that, Zach. I, I think – all of that was on display. Guys taking the step from year one to year two, showing growth and maturity. Uh, guys like Travinsky 
even Travinsky showing his growth, being fully healthy and and uh, his leadership on the team. For sure. Man, I, I'm just – I really am excited about this year baseball. Uh, they may not win at all, but, man, I, I just J- – I think what – what we know Jay Johnson can do with this team and going forward, looking at the young guys that he has on this team, man, I just feel like the era of dominance that LSU saw under Skip Bertman and Paul Maneri is here to stay for a long time. I, I, I don't think we're going to see any wavering of that whatsoever. I mean, Paul Maneri, you know, we, Paul Maneri gets a lot of flack because he won the one and then could never get back but it's very hard. And 2017, he almost did it again. But he had us as a national seeds act for eight years straight. And I just mm. don't know if that will ever happen again. I, I don't know if there will be. Yeah, a that's that's extremely tough to do. Eight years straight as a national seed, a top eight national seed. I just, man, I, I, that's hard to see happening again. But I don't think the dominance of that is going anywhere under Jay Johnson. I'm very excited. Uh, after watching this weekend. So, Zach, coming off the weekend, what are your thoughts? What excited you? What what worried you? What concerned you? Um, I mean, maybe you can go into some specifics in, in certain games and whatnot. Just give us yeah. your overall weekend recap. I mean, really, it was like a yin and yang type thing, right? Uh, you had explosive offense on Friday night, which we already recapped, so we won't rehash that, but – Explosive offense on Friday night and on Sunday. And then on Saturday and today, you had really low-scoring pitching battles. Um, And in all those cases, LSU was able to win. So a lot like last year's team, this team, this year's team is showing us early on that they can win in several different fashions, right? They don't have to slug it out every single game to win. They can win a low-scoring ball game where your where your bullpen and your starting pitching really comes through when they're needed the most, right? And you can win a game where it's a shootout, like we saw on on Friday night. Um, you can win a game where it's just completely outmatching the other opponent and just completely dominating them in every fashion of the game, like we saw on Sunday. So um, you know you yeah. can you can win a extremely tight pitching battle where there's only two runs scored and there's not a lot of hits. Um, like you did on Saturday. And then today, you know, uh, you had another low-scoring game, a few more runs, but um, they proved to us this weekend that they can win in several different ways, which I think is very encouraging because we saw that with last year's team as well. As far as, like, disappointment goes, um, I, I think, you know, he was left out of the he was left out of the lineup today. I want to see a little bit more from Paxton Kling. Um I think Paxton Kling has looked good at times um, mm-hmm. this weekend. I'm just, I think I'm looking for him to take a, a big step up this year. And we didn't quite get to see that this weekend. I'm not saying that that's going to be the result of the rest of the year, um, yeah. but we didn't get to see maybe quite uh, the step up that we've seen from other guys like Jared Jones and, and like um, Hayden Travinsky. Um, so, you know, I, I want to see a little bit more from Paxton Kling. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from this weekend for me, Reagan, and you kind of uh, put me on it was Stephen Milam. Uh, you mentioned wow. Stephen Milam. You mentioned Stephen Milam early on when we started yeah. discussing baseball. Um, 
You mentioned him, I think, in our last show before he even got the start and was inserted into the lineup. And so once, you know, we saw he was inserted into the lineup on Saturday, I was like, hey, Reagan, here's your guy. Like, let's see what he can do. And uh, he goes out there and gets on base every single at bat, uh, which was phenomenal. Um, He had, I think it was three or four hits in a row on on Sunday. Today he looked really good. Um, Today I think he was – he was one for four but still very impressive, scored a run. So, and immediately after Saturday, I, I texted Reagan's like, this is a dude you have to put in a leadoff spot. Like, you have to put him in the leadoff spot. Um, yeah. And sure enough, Sunday comes and Jay does exactly that, puts him in the leadoff spot. Um, and he was phenomenal in the leadoff spot. He got, he got the leadoff spot again t- uh, today. So, I think that is a, a change that, um, I was really, really impressed with and very much agreed with. And I think that is something that will have to move forward. I mean, at this point, Reagan, how do you keep Stephen Milam out of the lineup? I mean, the yeah, dude gets on base, he gets hit. It's going to be very difficult to keep him out of the lineup. So what do you do? I mean, if yeah. you want Pearson in there, then you're going to have to, you know, put Pearson in right field. And that means Jake Brown doesn't get – as many at bats, but it may be a situation where it is with the catchers, and the, the catchers is another point, dude. You've got three dudes that are completely yeah. capable of being re- really um, good at the plate and also being really good defensively. Yeah. Obviously, you know Malazzo's a little bit better defensively than the other two guys, right? Um, Hayden Travinsky's got that veteran leadership and experience yeah. over the other two guys, and obviously the pop in the bat, and then Brady Neal looked phenomenal yeah phenomenal on on sunday and i mean all weekend but sunday dude oh my gosh two doubles a a, a grand slam home run i mean he was dominant he threw Um, out a couple runners as well he threw out two runners uh on sunday dude you have plenty of options at catcher so my point on that is it may be a similar situation now that you have this emergence of steven milam where you're going to have to kind of rotate around because when Steven Milam is in the lineup, it's going to be, it's going to affect two other people. And that's Josh Pearson and Jake Brown. Uh, because I don't think you're going to take Mac Bingham or, or Paxson Kling uh, out of the lineup very much or very often. So, you know, it's going to be a battle between those guys. Pearson, who's had to make the transition from outfield to second base, Jake Brown, a true freshman, um, getting some playing time this weekend in the outfield. But Stephen Mom's been extremely impressive, and so I think you have to find a way to get him in the lineup. So as this season progresses, we'll see how you know if that success continues for him. Um, but yeah, I think from the weekend, man, my biggest takeaway uh, was Stephen Milam. and I mean, I'm with you. I'm on the Stephen Milam train now, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. Monster, Monster Milam. Monster Milam, baby. I love it. I love it, and he—he's what 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 caught my attention was Stephen Milam. Just watching inner squad stuff was the mature at bats. He 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 does not seem like a college freshman in the box. I I mean, he has made the transition very well. He really has. Zach, what I was kind of my one concern, and I, I I'm. I'm I'm bringing this up because I think 
it's important with the whole line of discussion in terms of Stephen Milam. Okay. Michael Braswell at the plate has been – he's left a lot to be desired. Now, we know – Just at, this at weekend. Carolina, and, of course, it's correct. It is – it's just one weekend. He can he can come in the form. Here's the here's the deal. He in fall ball led the team, led the team in hitting. And this weekend we did not see that. Uh, he got a double on Sunday, but it felt like everybody was hitting on Sunday. And we may be we were seeing VMI's, you know, scrappy arms that just they were getting anybody out there that could be out there and the talent that LSU has, they were just teeing off on them. You, you know what I mean? Like that just that may be the reality of what Sunday was. For sure. But that was really that was the only day, Zach, that he got a hit was Sunday. Um so is he sure-handed at shortstop? Yeah, he I think he is. But if if that continues, I, I think you try Steven Milam at shortstop. And you put Pearson at second, and you put Brown in right field. Yep. I I want to see Michael Braswell succeed. Uh, I think he has worked hard offensively, uh, and I think obviously Jay will continue to work with them on that. But if that doesn't change, I you know I think Jay is more than willing to make that change. Jay wants to do whatever he can to win. And if yep. Milam is is out there doing his thing, Pearson has has looked like Pearson all weekend. He hasn't really taken a step back from where he was at the end of last year. And I, I mean, I don't see why not. I, I don't see why not because Stephen has been just as sure-handed when he's been in the infield. He's been yeah. just as sure-handed, if not maybe even a little bit better, because we saw Michael make a few throws that maybe weren't the best. Now, you know, maybe they were really difficult plays and and he was just trying to make something happen when maybe nothing was there. And that's okay. Uh, that's what good shortstops do. They're, they're, they want to make the play regardless. But you also have to show that maturity that Michael Braswell has, has and maybe put it in the pocket every now and then, which we saw him do today a few times. Um, but if you can – put Milam there and he's just as sure-handed defensively but produces at the plate. Yeah. I you know he's what I mean? definitely making a case for himself right now. The um, reality is like you were saying though, you really can't take him out the lineup right now. There's no reason he should come out the lineup. No. He really should. But that Braswell was kind of my one concern for the weekend that I was like, okay, this has got to improve. This is this this needs to take a step forward, um, because for for us to be successful with a with a, with a lineup like you know, which I hate to compare it to last year because it's not last year's team, but you want to have a lineup where one through nine you don't have a guy who's just a sure out, uh, someone who can be batted you know pitched around. You pitch around this guy to get to the next guy, whatever it may be. Um, you just don't want that. You want to line up where, man, they've got a pitch to them, regardless of who it is. So, yeah. maybe that continues to play out. We don't know. 
I don't know. I, I But I'm going to give Michael the benefit of the doubt. He put the work in, and it showed during fall ball, and I think I believe eventually it's going to show. I do believe eventually it's going to show. So what we were talking about with Milam and Pearson and Brown and maybe how that's going to play out, and maybe even Paxton Kling because Paxton Kling didn't play today, and mm-hmm. Brown and Pearson got the start in the outfield, and Milam was at second. That – for the time being, I think we're going to see that play out. But if, if is what I'm saying, that continues with Braswell, I would not be surprised if we saw that at some point in the season, if it continues. Yeah, because um, I think you definitely would prefer, and that's a good point you make, because I think, you know, I think fans and just from what you've seen so far uh, as a coaching staff, you definitely would prefer Pearson and Jake Brown out there from what they've done at the plate, you know. Sure. Sure. Those are good points that you make. Um, yeah. Reagan, I'll say this. Um, I, I think outside of uh, hitting and lineup and things like that, uh, to, to discuss pitching a little bit, Yep. I think probably the, the, the two, the biggest, there really wasn't anything major that I was like, ooh, uh, I mean, I think a lot of fans were dis- disappointed with Cam Johnson's performance. He gave up four earned runs. Yeah. Um, he got touched up. Wasn't able really to, um, you know, go to his secondary stuff. Didn't have confidence in it. Um, and so, you know, struggled there early. But, I mean, we got to realize this is his ver- it was his first appearance in a college game. Yeah. He come in with such high expectations. And I think he's going to be fine. And he even looked really good, I think, there near, near the end. Um, of his outing, and so I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. It was a little disappointing. Um, I wouldn't say it's a concern, though. Um, no, I, I would agree with you where the concern right now for me more leans towards okay, how do you figure out Stephen Milan being the lineup, and who is that going to affect the most? Um, as far as playing time, not getting as much playing time, so I think. That that's probably the biggest storyline from this weekend. I thought the pitching looked uh, really good. Obviously, on uh, on Saturday they looked really good today as well. You'll have to kind of give me some more details and 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 more info um, on today's game. I was at work yeah. and not able to see a lot of it, um, so you probably have a lot more insight into that game. I just kind of kept up with it on on a X and and followed the scores yep. and and whatnot. So I know. Um, I know Bear Jones is is uh, probably another huge takeaway from this weekend. Absolutely. I mean, he's got three. He had three home runs on the yep. weekend. Is that correct, or was it four? Yes, three, three, three. It was three home runs. I think he had a home run Friday. He had a home run Saturday, and had a home run today. I don't think he had one on Sunday. So, um, really impressive, really impressive start for Jared Jones. Um, you definitely needed him uh, as he has taken over the sole position at first base. Yeah. And so you definitely needed him to have a really good year. Um, as you said, Pearson's been consistent. Tommy White's been uh, maybe maybe a little bit less, you know, than we, what we thought we would. But, uh, you know, I expect him to be perfectly fine over there. Um, the catchers have been extremely, extremely impressive. I think Mac Bingham, I mentioned him on – Friday night, Mac Bingham really impressed me this weekend as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I was just to go to an individual, if I was to go to an individual player, like three players that really impressed me this weekend, Mac Bingham, 
Bear Jones and Stephen Milam. Uh, I mean, I mean, Brady, Brady Neal impressed me too, but I would say those were my top three as as a whole on the overall weekend. Um, Brady Neal didn't get as much playing time as those guys because he was alternating with two other guys. Um, yeah. But Brady Neal was really, really impressive on Sunday. I think Mac Bingham, Stephen Milam, and Bear Jones were really, really impressive the entire weekend. Um, and so there's a lot of really positives to take away from – yeah. This team, as far as lineup and this offense goes, um, pitching wise, I was really, I really liked going back to pitching. I really liked what I saw from Javon Coleman on, on uh, Saturday. I thought he looked really good in his start. Uh, Kate Anderson had a phenomenal start today, from from what I saw just on on social media yeah. and from his stat line. Um, so I'll let you kind of allude more to today's game, but. Overall, a really impressive weekend. I think I think it um, it exceeded some of my expectations, to be honest. Well, I, you also can't overlook Travinsky, who was named SEC co-SEC Player of the Week today. Uh, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Travinsky went six of eight with a home run. Uh, I believe he had four RBIs and eight runs scored. Like he had an also. Travinsky had a phenomenal weekend. So Travinsky as a leader is For doing sure. what he came back to do, to contribute and be a representative number eight. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Kate Anderson, you mentioned Kate Anderson, man, the, the stuff is there. True freshman popping 95 uh, today, fastball with a lot of life. And he has a breaking ball that man, and, and if you were watching today, Ben McDonald was was knocking on that door. If that breaking ball starts landing, his 95-mile-an-hour fastball up in the zone is going to become really dangerous. And he had a solid outing. Here's his stat line. He had four innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, and six strikeouts, six strikeouts. Uh, he, as a true freshman, has the stuff. Right, the the makings of being a true weekend starter next year and the year following. Like Kate Anderson, I, he's very well could if if other guys don't pan out, very well could find himself in the rotation like this year as a. I think right now, he, I think right now he definitely could be your 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 weekday guy. You know, your weekday oh, starter. Absolutely, one hundred percent. 100%. He, he's he's easily your midweek guy right now and could be better. Um, I, I really liked him a lot. Everybody everybody loved Luke Holman, obviously. Yeah, Luke, Luke was Holman really was good, too. Phenomenal. We didn't uh, get to mention him as much. Uh, everybody loved Gage Jump, had one inning. Uh, I think out of that one inning, everybody realized, okay, like, dude's for He's kind of the guy. And if you work – you know he's he's working his way up. He's getting his. Uh, he's going to get back in the swing of things, throwing more often. He needs to get in the full swing of it, being able to extend, uh, kind of like Hurd did last year, coming off an injury. He he needs to work back up to being extended past several innings, uh, and and he will certainly, I think, find his way in a starting position. So, I think those were the obvious ones, but. One that maybe overlooked that was very solid was was Fidel Uyoa. Yes, dude. Uh, the who, stash, man. The man, stash. The handlebar stash. 
dude could certainly work himself into a closing role. He he seems to kind of have that feel about him. He came in today, shut the door. Uh, he came in relief, I think, once or twice. I know at least once before today. Maybe, I don't know if he came twice. in. I, I'm pretty sure he came in on Saturday. I'm yeah. not sure if he came in on Sunday. Let me go back and check that while you continue. I'm pretty sure he came in on Saturday against UCA. And then, of course, today he came in and, and closed the game out. Uh, I, I mean, he came in the ninth inning, Zach, and it was one, two, three. Like, like you know, UCA, their, their relief pitcher that we talked about just kind of shut the lineup down for the rest of the game. Uh, since Bear Jones' home run, he came in and just kind of bared down and and had a kind of an odd arm slot in his throw and man our picker our our our, our hitters just wasn't picking it up and they he really dominated our lineup and our pitching wasn't doing terrible but we only had four runs and it was four to one and they scrapped across two runs throughout the game so you're talking about a one run game yeah going into the last inning and Fidel Oyoa Uyoa uh, comes in and just shuts the door. Like there was, there was, it was four to three. It's like, okay, this is it. Like they, they it's a one run ball game. It's tight and bang, bang, bang. He, he gets them out. Three quick outs. He didn't strike them out, but he got, he got three very quick ground balls uh, produced. And he was impressive, man. His, his stuff seems impressive. Kind of a, I, I which he obviously does not have the build of Riley Cooper, but gives me Riley Cooper type uh, vibes with his stuff. Um, even though he's a right-hander, he's not a left-hander. But Fidelo Uyoa is is one guy that I think could find himself in a, in a closing type of role. Um, and then, of course, Gavin Guidry, I, I think, is is coming back into form like he was last year. He's going to be a crucial, crucial relief pitcher uh, in this in this uh, staff. And I think will at times come into close games out, depending on how the game situation, uh, he certainly could be used as, as a closer as well. So Justin Lohr also looked really good today, Reagan. Yeah, Justin Lohr is going to be an <laughs> – Justin Lohr is going to be awesome in in middle well, league. He struck out the side, right? Yeah, he, he gave could, up one hit. He, he gave up one hit, but he struck out the three outs. Yes, he did. And I mean, man, it, to have a guy like Justin Lohr be your middle relief guy, like the guy you're going to as a relief pitcher, is is really stinking awesome. I, I mean, that just shows how much talent that that you have in the staff but uh that that's really the guys that really impressed me but man Kate Anderson true freshman getting his first start today very impressive I mean the 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 ceiling for that kid is is really really high I, I mean Ty Floyd-esque ceiling uh, uh for for Kate Anderson I mean to come out in four innings, allow one run and six strikeouts as a true freshman in your first start, really great. Really great. Love you, buddy. Night-night. It's Zeke's bedtime. He's headed to bed. Love you, bud. Anyways, but very impressive weekend, Zach. I, I, like, 
we've talked about there's guys who flashed and Zach, we have not even mentioned this, but holy smokes, Paxton clean. The catch. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I mean like the, the probability of him making that catch was just dude, insane. Like that was legit, legit like Dylan Cruz type of catch. Like there's like five people in college baseball making that catch. Like that was incredible. The amount of time that it felt like he was extended to make that catch was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like a dive catch. It was like diving out, stretching out, sliding, making the grab, securing. Like it was, it was a unbelievable catch. Uh, I don't know, Reagan. Right center. He was shifted right center and came all the way to get that catch. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the analytics, Reagan, but um, LSU Analytics actually did some digging into that catch. And uh, he reached a top speed of 20-plus miles per hour. Um, He covered – I think he covered 93 feet. Um, Jeez Louise. And uh, the analytics also – um, drew out a route, a, the perfect route to catch that ball, and he followed that route to a T almost, pretty much. That's and um, I think it was like a 30% or 31% probability catch rate. And, I mean, yeah, it was it was extremely impressive. I, and that's like people throw around five tools when it comes to packs and clean, and, and you have at time – seen all five tools. I mean, last year, the dude got hot at the plate, and, and it, it was like every other at-bat, he was hitting home run for for about, I don't know, three games. Kling Kong at the plate was on full display. We see the defense, uh, you know, in inner squad where he throws two guys out in one game advancing from second to third base from center field. And then, of course, you see the catch made out there and the speed that he showed all five, catching, throwing, running, hitting. Like, it, it unbelievable player. And, and, man, if he can put it all together, he, he's really stinking good. That's And to your point that you made earlier, um, it's going to be hard to take him out of the lineup all the time. So with that Milam situation – Pearson and Brown, Braswell maybe, are kind of the guys where it's like, okay, this is where we're going to make the moves around. But a game like today where it's the fourth game of the weekend and you're you're trying to figure out the lineup, you're testing things, today felt like the right day to do that. I don't think he was sat because – of anything that Jay Johnson was disappointed in. Like, after he made that catch on Saturday, it was like, all right, like, that's your center fielder. Like, yeah. that is your center fielder. Um, so, I, overall, I was very impressed with the weekend because you, you saw the talent, you saw the flashes, you saw dominance, but you saw adversity as well. You You saw pitchers kind of – come in and battle and, and and freshmen like Milam and Kate Anderson and Jake Brown 
who are like, okay, like these guys are super talented. Make They're going to stars at LSU. Uh, but the second-year guys, Bear Jones, Brady Neal, taking those, those steps, um, very talented team. And, and I'm excited to see as the season goes and they, they continue to come into form to get into season mode, this team's going to be really exciting. This team's going to be really exciting and, and can go a long way um, because of the depth that they have everywhere, it feels like. Everywhere you have depth in the infield, in the outfield, at catcher, at pitching, like you got it all. You got it all. Uh, so the roster is very well built. And so that's a tip of the cap uh, to Jay Johnson and, and his staff. So, um, Zach, maybe uh, give us, since we're already 35 minutes in and we've kind of combined the first two segments here. Yeah. Give us maybe your ideal lineup right now and maybe your ideal pitching rotation. Yeah, I think pitching is going to be really tough to discuss. Um, I know Mario was in here and he said, uh, what is the weekend rotation for SEC play? We got a long ways to go before then. Um, yeah. But um, I, I, I kind of have an idea of where I think it'll be once we get there. Um, but before I go to that – I. As far as the lineup changes, I, I really like the idea, and I'm glad you brought it up. I really like the idea of let, let's see what it looks like taking out Braswell. And maybe yeah. that'd be good for him. You know, maybe that'd be good for, for Micah um, yep. to, 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 to take him out and have him sit a game, see what yep. Stephen Milan can do uh, and, and with, you know, at, at shortstop defensively. We know what he, what he can do at the plate from this weekend, see if that continues at the plate for Stephen Milam. Let's see how his defense plays. Um, as well for a full game at short, um, you know, Pearson in second, Jake in right, Bingham in left, Kling in center. Um, I really think I want to see, I want to see all of that with Neil at catcher. I I think that, you know, that's a potential to be your best lineup, um, potentially, potentially. Like I said, long, long way to go. I mean, we think about, um, you know, the, the, you know, the third of the season um, when Hayden Travinsky had not really done anything, you know, the first half and we enter the the third of the season. And I mean, he exploded for us. Right. And then you had him the rest of the way. So, you know, like there's no telling there may be there may be a Hayden Travinsky on this team that just explodes the second half of the season uh, and you, you can't take him out of the lineup. Um, you know, there, and there may be a person, you know, that looks really good right now. And these next few weekends, they look really good. And then they hit a major slump in the second half of the season and, and you, you take them out. I mean, we don't know, right? That's just how baseball goes. So right now I would like to see white at third Milam at short Pearson at second Jones at first Brown and right cling and center. Um, Bingham and Bingham and left and Neil behind the plate. I think right now, just right now, um, after this very early uh, part of the season, after this first weekend of college baseball, I think that's your best lineup right now. So I would be interested to see how that lineup does together uh, and with all of those players playing together and starting the game. Um, as far as pitching goes. Uh, 
I really think that Gage Jump is going to be in the weekend rotation. I think everybody expects that. That's not that's not some shocker. You mean me saying that or some like, oh wow, you know, um, he really thinks that. I mean, I think a lot of people expect that. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, once once there has been time taken to ease him back into uh, a form where he can go. A di- you know a, a much further distance in the in the ball game and he can extend you know i think there is a very high high possibility that you will see him in the weekend rotation um yeah. and I, I i said this i believe when we were doing our preview of the season i really believe that he's going to be a friday or saturday guy i don't see him on sunday to be honest with you i could be dead wrong he may end up being the sunday guy but i really think he's going to be a friday Saturday guy, um, with with Thatcher Hurd being the same Saturday Sunday, and then you're gonna see Cade either on. Um, I mean Luke. I, I'm sorry, Holman. Luke Luke yeah. Luke Holman, um, on Saturday Sunday, and then Hurd Saturday Friday. So, uh, and then I mean, but then you got to go. Okay, what do we do with Cade Anderson? What do we do with J- Javon Coleman? Because Javon looked really. I can't, I can't. I would say Javon, Javon, Javon. I'm gonna say Javon. I think I like Javon. <laughs> I think it's um, Javon. I think yeah, he's Javon. I really liked what I saw from Javon too. So, you know, how does he factor in? You know, he's a guy that I, I think he's on the outside looking in right now. Um, but I yeah. think he is gonna. But I think he's gonna be your guy while they are easing along. Jump oh, like I think he's going to be your Sunday guy yeah. while they ease a long jump, and then I think you're going to see Anderson during the during the midweek. So, um, yeah, Reagan, it's it's um, what it's what what is it what what is that saying they call? What is what is the saying? It's a blank of riches. It's a what of riches? So it's a wealth of riches. I don't. How, how do you yeah. say that? It's a good problem to have, right? There's a wealth of riches. There's a wealth of riches. Have, yes. It is a good problem to have right now for the LSU pitching staff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Nate Yetsky's done a, a very good job um, in the time that in the short amount of time that he's been at LSU and getting these pitchers prepared for the season um, and developing them before the season. So um, there's a lot, a lot of games left to be played, and and we'll see how it all plays out. But early on, um, I will say, just from this weekend, I think expectations were exceeded for for me yeah and i'll just for for time's sake um the lineup i'm there with you i want to see that um but i don't i I certainly don't want to cross braswell out uh because i I think there's great potential for will for uh michael braswell um in terms of pitching what you were talking about there i think we may see something very similar to last year where Riley Cooper started in the weekend like Coleman did. And then Riley Cooper is going to become your one of your go-to relievers. And I think that what that's what uh, Javen is, is going to be this year. Uh, he, he's He's got starter stuff, so he can be that for the time being um, and, and then can later on be one of your top relievers, you know, like Gavin Gidry and, and – and, Javen Coleman uh, to, to hand the ball to, to say, get, you know, uh, Griffin Herring uh, as well, uh, that you can trust to kind of fill the gap between the starter and maybe the closer or even close the game out depending on how the starter did. Um, so I, I'm right there with you. Uh, jump, 
I think makes his way in the rotation. Hurd is in the rotation. Uh, obviously, Luke Coleman. I, I, Luke Coleman. I think. I think he may work his way into the Friday night position. I, I think after his performance hey. this weekend, if he's consistent with that, I think he could be your Friday night guy uh, as they're working Gage along. What I'm curious to see is this weekend you're going to play four games as well, but but you start on Thursday instead of Friday. You go Thursday through Sunday instead of Friday through Monday. So they, they pitched Hurd on Friday, so will they pitch Hurd again on Friday, and who's going to get the ball on Thursday? I'll be curious to see how, how that is played out. I, I I'm curious to see. I, I really am. Uh, Zach Tyler's got kind of given his thoughts on on the rotation. Yeah, I saw that. We could, we could actually get to a couple of these comments here. Uh, yeah, Brendan Reese is great. with us. He said, for the most part, this team reloaded from last year. Um, yeah, reloaded. Uh, you're, uh, you're definitely not at the same talent level uh, right now. But It's not a rebuild. I think that's what he's trying to say. But it's not a rebuild. It's not a rebuild. It's definitely It definitely was more of a reload. Um, yes. So good, good points there. Mario said, "I think uh, Stephen is another Bregman. That is well, some big, big shoes." But I understand where he's going with the yeah, yeah, obviously the New Mexico ties. Uh, Tyler said, "Going to be a little bit more small ball this year, and I kind of like it. I think that, that, that they're going to do that when they have to. You know, uh, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, they're able to win in in several different ways, and we they showed that this weekend." Uh, Tyler also said, "If Heard and Cole, uh, he said I like Heard and Coleman on Sunday. Uh, Luke Friday jump Saturday. Cade Cam Moffitt midweek. You can't. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with That's that. Uh, I, I, I just gonna be honest right now. I don't know if I see Holman on on Friday. I know you said you see Holman on on Friday. Holman. I don't know if I see Holman on Friday. I, I think, I think he is more of a Saturday guy." I think he's more of a Saturday. I mean, he definitely could play on Saturday. But, I mean, reacting to this weekend, I I would say he's he's your Friday guy right now. Right now. Yeah. Well, we'll I see. Think, we'll see. I think Thatcher Heard, uh, pe- people have, like, immediate reactions to what happened. The reality is Thatcher Heard could, could find himself on Friday every single weekend and be phenomenal. It wasn't the best start. And and people always are dictated by the moment, right? They're captured, they're they're slaves of the moment at times. Yeah. And they oh, here we go, right? Like, well, we saw this crap with Hurd last year, and here it is again. And and Hurd pitched the last game in the national championship and you won. Right. Like the dude can be your Friday night guy. Um sure. but I, just based off this weekend alone, I, I think Luke Holman could find his way on Friday night. I got you. Cardon said Milam. Is LSU's version of uh, Jose Altuve? I'm good with that. I, man, if he's anything like a Jose Altuve, then we're in good shape. We we're are in good, good shape. For All sure. right, Zach. I think we need to hit a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll give us we'll we'll, we'll hit on the hoops after a big weekend uh, for the men's, and we'll discuss the ladies today, uh, and then we will wrap things up right after that. Five star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter at One Nation Doty. 
Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Right back at it here in the Tigers Avenue. Uh, Zach, one, one real quick thing. Tyler says either way the pitching is a good problem to have. He's absolutely right. And something else I was going to say is, hey, if Thatcher Hurd is your Sunday guy, <laughs> that's pretty stinking good. That's yeah, that's true. That, I mean, if you have Thatcher Hurd as your Sunday guy, that is dangerous. <laughs> How like, many people have that on Sunday? Put it <laughs> like put it down. You're probably winning most of your Sunday games. <laughs> For real. Uh, all right, Zach. Man, I'm 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 relooking at the box score of the LSU South Carolina game. That LSU goes into Columbia against number 11-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks and finally, finally is able to capitalize on a close ball game just like they had with the Florida game. They finally capitalize on with this game in South Carolina. Man, we, we, were, we were saying it, Zach. We were literally saying last show they were right stinking here. They're right here. And, they, man, Zach, I am looking at this box score and it is extremely significant in light of us winning this game. Mm -hmm. If you would have told me, Zach, now listen to this. If you would have told me Will Baker scored two points and Jalen <laughs> Cook didn't play the game, Zach, would we have any chance of beating South Carolina? Any I chance? I wouldn't think so. I would if not you think told so. anybody, any LSU fan, that Will Baker scored two and Jalen Cook didn't play, nobody's saying we won the game. Not yeah. a single one. But dadgummit, that's exactly what stinking happened. The LSU Tigers <laughs> beat the South Carolina, 11th-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, and Will Baker scored two points and Jalen Cook did not play. Like, the significance of that – is pretty large. Yeah. Tyrell Ward is your team leading with 16 points. Uh, Trey Hannibal just continues to be your do-it-all guy. He had six points but also had 12 rebounds. 12 yeah, rebounds. Insane. Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright, 14 points, seven rebounds, and Jordan Wright was hot at the end of the game and Trey closed Wright. this game out at the free throw line. And Jalen Reed had an awesome game off the bench as well with 13 points. Hunter Dean continues to be just a surprise to me, Zach. I thought he would be a guy that would just come in for Will Baker every now and then, but he is a significant contributor at this point in the season. I don't think there's much drop-off when you bring him in for Will Baker. No, there, there really is not. He, he's, he plays he, – now on defense, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter gets lost every now and then, and it costs us. Several Late times, game. several times he not not just in this game, but yes, in this game, but he will miss the defensive switches at the top of the key every now and then, and it cost us uh, a few times more than once. Um, but Will Baker scored two points, and he scored eight, and he mm -hmm. he had a really good 
eight points. Like the dudes, the dude's been yamming it here lately. I, I Dude, mean, yeah, the, the alley oop. We had two really big alley oops in this yes, game. Yes, yes. And, and but point being, this team won without its best players being at their best, and one of them not even playing. The resiliency of this team it has been unbelievable the last few games. With Alabama, with Florida, they were down 20 and literally had the last shot of the game, a chance to win, a chance to tie against Florida after being down 20. You were down, I believe, 16 to South Carolina on the road and fought all the way back and won this game. And Will Baker scored two points and Jalen Cook didn't play. Like, are we hearing that? Yeah. We won this game, and that was those their stat line. I mean, that is that that's unreal. And, and it wasn't like Will Baker played small minutes; he played twenty five minutes. Like <laughs> this team has been resilient. It has been the characteristic that has that that has described this team the best is resilient and persevering. Never giving up has been this team's characteristic that has made it good. And they are, they are, man, we talked about it, so I won't harp on it, but they're just a few plays away from literally being a tournament team. Yep. They are a few plays away, Zach, as of right now, being eight and four in SEC play. Eight and four. And you know where eight and four would put you in SEC play? Right in the top mix of all the teams that are that are ranked in the SEC. Yep. Yeah. Literally all the ranked teams in the SEC are eight and four and better. And you're just a few plays away from being eight and four. You went and stole we, we talked about this stretch just being absolutely brutal. And if you could find a way to steal a game in the midst of this brutal run that it would be massive and look you did it and now now you get to go play Kentucky in your stadium in your arena not stadium sorry you get to play them in the PMAC and if you can carry this momentum I, I feel like it's all that they needed Zach to get them over the hump just a, a big win a confidence booster I mean, Zach, this is this is the biggest win of Matt McMahon's era. Yeah, by sure. far. It's the biggest win. It's a top 15 win, almost a top 10 win oh, on the road, Zach, on the yeah. road in the SEC. It without is two, with, without one of your best players, without your point starting Literally. point guard, and without your, your big man doing anything. Hardly doing anything, man. I, I mean, not only did he score uh, uh, two points, but he had – Six rebounds. Like a big man, you're expected to be pushing double-double of like Will Baker, one who has the ability to score like Will Baker from behind the arc and inside. You're expecting him to be pushing double-double like all the time. But he gave you two points and six rebounds. I'm not trying to knock Will Baker because at times he's won us games and mm -hmm. he's been the only one keeping us alive. But So I'm not trying to knock him. But the significance of him only scoring two points and Jalen Cook didn't play it, I mean, that's that's unreal. Tyrell Ward, his his step forward this year has been awesome. He he has progressed really well. Jalen Reed really filled that gap 
where it was lacking with Will Baker because Hunter Dean and Jalen were kind of able to take it in the paint when Will Baker was off on Saturday. And, man, Jordan Wright, just the veteran of veterans, the veteran of veterans closing it out by hitting your free throws. And they pointed this out. When he got fouled, he would go away from the team. He would just step away from the team entirely. And then when it was time to shoot, he would walk up to the free throw line and shoot it. Just poised and in the moment, not allowing any outside thing affect him. He wouldn't allow the chatter of of South Carolina or even his own teammates. He just Mm -hmm. stepped away for a moment, came up and hit the shots and got got the job done. It was phenomenal. Zach, and, and, and Zach, it was – South Carolina gave them everything they had. I, I mean, LSU hit – it was like two times in a row. LSU hit a three. South Carolina went right back down and hit another three, went right back up three. Jordan Wright comes down, gets an and one, ties the game with the free throw. Guess what happens? We go down the court, South Carolina hits a three. We come down the court. Tyrell Ward hits the three, right? And then they hit another three. And it's it, we come down, and there's only, a, like, I think 30-something seconds. Jordan Wright gets two. You're down one point. And then the biggest play of the game was yep. the defensive trap by Jalen Reed and, mm-hmm. and Hunter Dean, a trapped uh, B.J. Mack, got the jump ball. Jordan Wright, they run a play, he gets fouled, he hits the shots and wins the game. Like that is – I mean, that was a phenomenal series of plays. And South Carolina did everything they possibly could to keep you out of it. I mean, they were hitting absolute haymakers from the three line in their own arena. To put them away, to put LSU away. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were like heart rippers. And and LSU continued to respond and yep. never tapped out. It, it was it was incredible. I, I was very impressed with their resiliency. The characteristics that Matt McMahon Zach has instilled in them are are showing. And, and I'm yeah, I, I'm 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 very excited about the future. I really am. Uh, a couple of comments in regards to um, the basketball, the men's basketball team. Mario Colada said, "Can we beat Kentucky?" Well, you just beat a better team on the road. So can you yeah. beat Kentucky at home? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. You know what's crazy is Damian Collins hasn't been healthy either. And, and he could have been a huge contributor all year long. Yeah. I mean, five star uh, player. Brandon Reese said it's crazy how some of the fans want Matt McMahon fire, but those players play hard for him and it finally paid off against South Carolina. Absolutely. Yeah, the fans, the fans gotta realize that. Like this team is they're playing for their head coach, and this team has gotten better from year one to year two, and they're progressively getting better in the middle of the season as well. Um, and another point he makes is four of LSU's last six games will be at home. If they yep. go six and zero, you're eleven and seven in the SEC in SEC play, nineteen twelve overall. Huge step forward from last year. That record yep. might get us in the top six in the conference standings. Um, I, I mean, that's going to be very difficult. I, I just to be honest with you, Brandon. That'll be very difficult to do. Um, is yeah. it possible? Yeah, it's possible because because it plays in LSU's favor. You're going to be at home against lesser opponents, right? Yeah. You you got you get a host Kentucky. I mean, this this game, this upcoming Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on ESPN 
is going to be your biggest your biggest competition moving forward for the rest of the regular season yep. before postseason play starts. Um, and so you get past this, you know, and you're looking at home against Mississippi State, home against Georgia. You go to Vanderbilt, which is an easily winnable game. You go to Arkansas, who has looked awful <laughs> this season. And then you host Missouri, who also not good this awful. season. So, They're I mean, 0 12. 0 and 12 in SEC. These, these next three games are going to be critical for LSU. Because uh, they're the better of the the last six, um, so if you're able to, I mean, shoot, even if you just win um, the next, you know, the, the next two out of three. Imagine this, Reagan. Uh, you, you go, you go to Tennessee, you host Alabama, you go to Florida, you go to South Carolina, you host Kentucky, and you win on on Wednesday night, and you're and you're like two and three in that stretch. That's pretty good, especially Absolutely. for this team, especially for this Absolutely. team and where they came from two Absolutely. years ago. So, I mean, to go two and three in that stretch, that's really, really impressive for this team. You're like, oh, it's two and three. It's losing record. I mean, I don't think I understand. Like, that's really that's really good for this team. And you set yeah. yourself up to um, really, really finish strong here at the end of SEC play. And then, you you know, you get into the if – you, if, you, if you finish strong here – you know you're you're going to be in the SEC tournament, and yep. you get a chance, you know, to to win a, a couple more games, um, and, and state your case, you know, for for the NIT and and the NCA. I'm not saying you know they're going to win all these the rest of the remaining schedule and and go into the SEC tournament and win and win the SEC tournament. I'm not saying that by any means, but oh, we'll get in. We'll get it in. We'll steal it. Win. You know, <laughs> but um. This team has the potential to really, really finish strong. They really do. Um, and so let's just wait and see. Reagan, in regards to – we're already at an hour, so let's move on to the women's. Yeah, uh, the women, feels like it's been uh, years almost since they played. Um, <laughs> they, they took a week off. Yeah. They finally got back to going uh, again to, uh, tonight. And uh, really, I mean, it was it was Anissa Morrow. Anissa Morrow dominated. Angel Reese, not 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 double, big double. flashy numbers in the points, but another double 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 double. <laughs> excuse me. Um, Flaze Johnson had twenty points. Just overall, a really impressive win uh, for the girls. You know, they they just got off, uh, came off a win against Alabama, um, win yeah. in dominant fashion here uh, tonight against Texas A and M. Uh, so they're they're getting back on track now, Reagan. I mean that's. Let's see now. That's I think that's four straight SEC games that they've won. Yeah, four straight now. Uh, after you lost back to back against South Carolina and Mississippi yeah. State, you know, there's a couple games you really wish you had back, and that was Auburn and Mississippi State. Um, yeah. I mean, South Carolina too. These girls, I mean, they have four losses on the season. The worst losses is the first game of the season against Colorado. Every other game has been that they've lost has been extremely, extremely tight. Um, and and you have to you have to also consider. Uh, yes, they have more losses this year in the regular season than they did last year, um, but I still believe this team is more talented. Um, I, I think the depth's about the same, right? And, and compared to last year's team, maybe a little bit better. The team last year maybe had a little bit better depth, but yeah. um, you know, you don't. Again, we mentioned this: you don't have Samaya Smith. You lost Kateri Pool when she was kicked off the team. Um, and the the big thing is this team ha- coming into this year had a massive, massive target on their back, and. Yeah. Um, you know, teams are going to give them their 100 uh, percent when they face them. 
Uh, I mean, we've seen that throughout the season. And so they've had to battle that adversity this year, and they didn't really have to battle that last year, right? They were on the up-and-coming last year, and then they reached the pinnacle, you know, <laughs> last year. And yeah. so now it's like, okay, you know, LSU is – they're for real. Now Now we got to give them, you know, give them our best. And so uh, I'm excited about this Thursday night. It's going to be at 8 p.m. on SEC Network. You get a chance at revenge on Auburn. Uh, that yeah. was a heartbreaking game. Uh, you get a chance to uh, make up for that that early loss uh, in conference play to Auburn on the road in the jungle. Um, you got to go to Tennessee. That is not going to be an easy game. Tennessee's good. Uh, yeah. Host host Georgia, which you easily can win. Host Kentucky. That's an easily winnable game. So these next two for LSU are going to be big. Uh, and, and playing Auburn and Tennessee, I, I fully expect LSU uh, to go four and zero in this stretch. But these next two are going to be big for LSU. Um, you know, and, and then you'll go into SEC play uh, or the SEC tournament as the number two seed if you finish 4-0. Um, and uh, you, you get you, maybe you get a chance at, at playing South Carolina again and getting revenge on them as well. So I would like I, I would like for them to, to get some revenge um, uh, this upcoming Thursday night. Maybe you get some revenge against State in South Carolina um, in the SEC tournament. That would be nice. And then yep. we get into uh, we get into postseason play, and we get to see how the girls can do in March Madness. But overall, uh, big win for the girls. Completely dominated. Everyone looked good. Um, so yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, but yeah, Thursday night. Loving the hoops right now, man. Loving the hoops. The the women continue to be great under Kim Mulkey. The men continue to climb with Matt McMahon. Uh, baseball season is upon us, folks. We got another four-week weekend upon us uh, this coming weekend. Looking forward to that. Zach, a little throwback. We're playing Stony Brook this weekend. Yeah. Stony Brook. We'll have to get some revenge. We got to get some revenge on Stony Brook this weekend for eliminating us. What was that, 2012? Did they eliminate us? I don't know. I can't remember. But there's definitely going to be a little bit more juice in the stadium uh, with Stony Brook coming down. Uh, it's there's one other team I can't remember. It's it's the same format as this weekend, except it's Thursday through Sunday instead of Friday through Monday. But Stony Brook and one other team uh, will play twice this weekend. I'll get so that we'll for you. That as well. Yeah, the I, I can't remember. It's just some random team. Uh, let's see, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. There you go. There you go. So Northern Illinois. And Stony Brook this weekend, all the way from New York, Stony Brook is coming to play. So excited for that. And we will we'll, we'll give you our, our our look ahead to that in our next show. Appreciate all y'all guys for coming in and, and uh, giving us your input and your thoughts on this weekend and basketball as well. It's been awesome. So we'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.